Welcome back to another episode of The Scores Table. I'm William Robbins. I'm Julian McKee. Yeah, let's get it. You already know what the time it is. The Scores Table. Let's do it. How's everything going with you, Will? I'm doing well, you know, back to uh, coaching some basketball. We're hey. school starting up soon, but we're we're getting through this year. What's that young Carlissimo? I thought to my man. <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's get it. Let's get All it. Right, so our first topic here is what's going on in blank. So we're going to start off the Dallas Mavericks. Whew, man, it's it's been a joy to watch the Mavericks lately, is all I have to say. They're definitely becoming one of my favorite illegal league pass teams. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're fun. They're fun. And any game, any game that's within five minutes in the last, or any game that's within five points in the last five minutes, that's a must watch with them now. It is. Luca, I mean, it, it, it's corny at this point to, to talk about Luca for just, just this rant and rave about how incredible he is, but like, the dude is, he's, he's, He's incredible. If he doesn't get hurt or barring any kind of of out-of-this-world circumstances that wouldn't usually happen, this guy is winning one MVP easy. Oh, yeah. At least one MVP. It wouldn't wouldn't shock me if in five years Luka has an MVP and he's been deep into the finals several times. It... (laughs) Or deep into the playoffs. Deep into the playoffs. Excuse me. Excuse me. Playoffs. (laughs) Hello. Not not finals. I don't think the team is ready yet. But but they're twenty and twenty three this year, and they and they've had a they've had an up and down year in terms of them as a team. Mm -hmm. But they got they got the makings of something good. They truly do. I mean. I, I I watched the uh, the game against the Warriors on January thirteenth. Yep. We're recording this on the on the night of the fifteenth, um, and oh my god, that they should have won that game if Harrison Barnes hadn't fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know why Harrison Barnes went decided to try to do an ISO there, but <laughs> ISO Barnes. Yeah, but but the, but the game for a second. <laughs> the, the game before that though, he it was he was against Minnesota and he scored like the last ten points or something, including a game winner with fifteen seconds left. But Luca, I mean, his clutch numbers are up there with anyone in the league. Yes, and this is a team with the the Mavericks who already have a great a great amount of young players that can provide depth all over the court. When you have a Jalen Brunson who who did work in that game and has has a has a burst he's, and he's been good this down year. Shots. That guy needs to get minutes. You've got a Dorian Finney-Smith who's who's a fun guy off the bench. Yep. Um, Dwight Powell's still young, even though I'm not really a fan of his. But he, he's I like still, him. I like he, him. He's, he's, he's a solid yeah. backup player. You know what you're getting with Dwight Powell. Maxi yeah. Kleber's been doing work this year. He's been yeah. good. Extremely interesting guy to watch. And DeAndre Jordan actually showed a pulse. I know. I'm shocked. I could not believe it. He's he has not been very good this year. So it was nice to see him bounce back a little bit. Yeah, boxing out your own teammates and uh refusing to <laughs> provide help defense. Yeah, he hasn't I don't know how many times he's left his feet this year, but slightly problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but overall over overall the the team now I'm worried about what they'll do now that JJ Barea is out for the year and ah come uh, on you can get a you can get whoever for him that's uh, I, I, I I'm I, I don't know how much uh, JJ Barea you've watched but he's been he's been incredible for them this year he's Devin been Harris looked fantastic against the Warriors I was I was losing my mind who's that the game Devin Harris yeah Devin Harris was fantastic shouts out to the Nets real quick we'll be getting to them later but. 
I mean, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I, I've honestly forgotten definitely in the past five years that Devin Harris is still on an NBA team. Yeah, and, but he, he's, he's still a solid backup point guard. He's and, the- and, and, and hopefully he'll, he'll, I mean, he'll have to get a few more minutes now because J.J. Bray was playing about 22 minutes a game, scoring about uh, 10 points a game. And and he and he was great running the pick and roll for them off the bench. I mean, you, I I watched him against Boston, just burning Terry Rozier over and over again. Well, which which isn't even, which isn't the hardest, yeah. but <laughs> that's saying it's but fun. still, still he's uh, he was he was good for them. So yeah, I mean, he now the thing that I've I've noticed about the Mavericks that w- when they play is Luka Doncic is far and away their best player. He's the one that's going to take most of the clutch shots. But a few of the players on their team seem to almost be um, not willing to cooperate with that. Uh, Specifically, Dennis Smith and Harrison Barnes, which is why I found it interesting that now we learned that they're shopping Dennis Smith. That's I, I actually find that very uninteresting. That just makes sense at this point. I mean, True. it's just it's just not the best fit. It's not really it's not I don't, even no, an I indictment don't, against Dennis Smith. It's just it's just I not meant think, to be. I don't think they're a very good fit together. But something about the concept of giving up on a lottery on a top ten top ten draft pick a year and a half after you pick him. So something about that just doesn't sit right with me. And I and I get and I do think they should trade him. And I don't think him and Luca are a very good fit, but it's tough to give up on a top ten draft pick a year and a half after you take him. I don't think they're even giving up. You can still get good. You can still get a pretty good return, I think, for Dennis Smith. That's on his, true. On his rookie deal, I I don't think that a, a team like Phoenix is is not going to not going to bite. Yeah, I, I saw the the two teams that they that were mentioned were Orlando and Phoenix. And I think both of them have intriguing players that would fit well on on Dallas that they that would probably work. Um, they could probably get a wing from one of the two teams or something Aaron like Gordon. That. You could think the, about Aaron Gordon, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean th- that that would be a whole bigger trade with salaries, but I was just thinking in terms of like Josh Jackson or Jonathan Isaac, something like that. Do the do the Mavericks are they known for like giving players jump shots? The Mavericks? Yeah. Is there someone on their staff who's like Chip England or like the 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 the, the shooting whisperer? Or like like well, some, some genius. I mean Dirk's Marco guy. Fultz should get with Dirk's, Dirk's guy. guy. Who who yeah. fucks Dirk's guy? I, I have no idea. Dirk was just on the uh, on the winging winging it podcast the other uh, the other day. He was talking. About, I can't remember his guy's name. But yeah, he said he still comes in for Germany and will spend like a, like two or three weeks with the team. He'll teach he'll he'll go over to shooting with a few of the guys and then he'll leave. But I mean, that is someone. Josh Jackson needs more than two weeks. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But I think I think I think, that he, I think they should lock him in a, a closet for a year. Just have him shoot jump shots. I think that he'd be a decent fit with Luca, though. Just yeah. just just because he can defend, he can he can cut, he can dunk, he can drive. And on the floor, he can get some boards. And Luke, and Luke's best when when people are cutting off of him. So he sets a screen, cuts down. That works with who Luca is. Definitely. And it's it's 
a lot of people are throwing Otto Porter into the Dallas trade rumor mix, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not really feeling it. Just, it doesn't really make sense. I no, mean, there's a thing no. with Luca that I, I, I know I have a different point of view than you on this, but the Mavericks will have some salary cap space this summer. Mm-hmm. That is something the Mavericks, even though it would be great for Luca to get into the playoffs. For yes. sure. I get, I get, experience. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying about them having salary cap, and they're a pretty appealing destination. Yeah. Dallas but, is supposed to be. Nice. But, I'm never been to Dallas. I, I know the, like, the, if the you're, Texas if Rednecks you're, are closer to the Oklahoma, and you can. It seems nice enough. If you're if you're a big time free agent though, or even even a second or third tier free agent, I think they'll get someone decent enough. But you're betting on right now. He is still a rookie. Yeah, and and history suggests that not all, and I do think Luca will be very good, but not every A plus rookie remains like that. Tyree yeah. Evans, twenty five and five in his rookie year. The only other players Tyree to ever do that nasty. were the only other players to ever do that were Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I I think Luca will be great, but I think if I was going to bet my career. I'd want to see something. I'd want to see sustained success rather than just one season. I agree with that. I agree with that. But like, also, I think that Mark Cuban's a good salesman. They also have yeah. other players around him. It's not Rick Carlisle's a fantastic coach. Exactly, and it's not just a bunch of incompetence. The, the the no offense to Kendrick Perkins, but just a bunch of more scrubs around him. Like, there's competent players. There's mm-hmm. a there's a good supporting cast. Yep. Like that that's already in place. They kind of just it's a it's a similar team to the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, we don't have a Doncic, but have the the perfect complementary pieces to I support. Think they need a, a star. I think they need a little bit more. The, the the Mavericks. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You have to the Wesley Matthews situation. I think cause I'm I'm still not sure how many people on their team will are worth having on their team in two or three years. Kleber, Brunson, I think. Kleber, Brunson, obviously Doncic, maybe Dwight Powell, but uh, yeah. Um, other other than that, I'm not really sure who else is still on their team. I don't think, I don't think Harrison Barnes will be. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think DeAndre Jordan will be. Wesley Matthews, maybe Dorian Finney-Smith will, but he seems yeah, more of a Smith trade piece. So he would be perfect. The teams really have to look at him. He so, he's so we'll look, see. Like, <laughs> we'll see. But they got but 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 between Doncic and uh, and really Brunson, that is that is a decent enough start. So we'll see. But the, but I would like to see what they can trade or what they could get for Dennis Smith Jr. if they do choose to trade him. All right, our next team that we want to go into is the Washington Wizards. Oh, they have, God. So oh John Wall, John Wall went down a few games ago. Miss, he's going to miss the rest of the year. Um, that seemed like the time to throw in the towel, just tank for Zion, tank for R.J. Barrett, maybe trade some of your guys, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, something. But just as it happened last year when John Wall got hurt, the Everybody Eats Wizards are back. Thomas Sanaransky's looking good. And this it's, team uh, is... And that, when, when Bradley Beal is in control, they're a totally different team. Sadoransky just had his first triple-double the other night. You know what the, the, the Washington Wizards are? They're the godfather three of the NBA. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're a Godfather 3 fan, but I've always thought that movie was very <laughs> underrated. Just because Sofia Coppola shit the bed and there was and, and Robert Duvall didn't return and there was a few bad plot lines. You know, I thought that was a pretty I thought it was a, a good to very good movie because uh, Al Pacino did this thing. But here's what I'm getting to. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> That's what yep. these wizards are. Every time, ah, it's trade the whole farm. This team fucking sucks. Ernie, Gunf- Ernie Grunfeld's on crack. He needs to go. He, uh, I mean, yeah. that, 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 hasn't, that hasn't changed in the last 12 years. But <laughs> anyway. I, like, I, like, I like a few of the guys on their roster. Yes. I, like, I, I really like Bradley Beal. I don't think they should trade him. I think they should do everything they can to not trade him. I'm going to uh, be – a lot of people were on the bandwagon a few weeks ago. As far as you gotta, he's he's the most he's the player of the most value on your team, so you well, can get is. the most yes. with him in picks and stuff. But I'm not I'm not with that anymore. I think that if you're the Wizards, you have to have Bradley Beal, and this is the logical move. So I can't speak for the Wizards here. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I can't look at my crystal ball. If my if I'm looking at a crystal ball, it's probably do the opposite of the sensible thing for the Washington Wizards. But I, it, it's not easy to get another Beal. He's on a pretty good contract. Yep. He's he's been fantastic as of late without since, Wall. Since, since John Wall, since John Wall has gone out, he's been really good. I mean, he's averaging twenty five points a game this year. He's shooting uh-huh. well from the field. His free throw percentage is, is is eh, but I mean, whatever. He's shooting well enough, and he's distributing the ball. Uh, Sadoransky's playing well, like I said, uh-huh. and it just it's a totally different team. Thomas Bryant, whoever that is, has been. He's been. <laughs> he's been, he's been great. Yeah, Troy. He's been I'm, great. I'm a Troy Brown fan, even though he hasn't really done much this year. Devin Robinson has potential. Even yep. Jason Randall, I think, could be a, a good backup point guard in the NBA someday. I believe they cut him, but I'm not entirely sure. Really? He's still on the roster right now. But. Oh, well, but I do, and even even Markeith Morris, he's had a he's had a down year. Uh, he's expiring, but, so he he's he's very flippable. Yeah, but I think they should even consider keeping him. If they're going to try to make a little bit of a run, the East is wide open. And the Washington is 18 and 26. But if they go on like a few game winning streak, suddenly they're right back into it. Yes, but uh, I'm of the mindset if you're Washington, you can't. If you make the playoffs, okay. If you don't make the playoffs, whatever. But I think that the, the key is to trade Auto Porter. I'm just not a big Otto Porter fan. No, neither am I. I but I wasn't a I wasn't a big fan of him in college, and he's been decent lately. Without yeah. all, he's been decent putting up. He's, he's been decent efficiency with uh, putting up. Yeah, he's about fifty percent recently. Yeah. Kind of nineteen with twenty seven eight rebounds against the the Raptors um, two two days ago. A um, five of ten from three point. Filling yep. out the stat sheet like that's the player that Otto Porter does have the potential of being. But right now, they pay him a lot of money, and but I think the big thing for them is just figuring out what you're going to do with John Wall. Yes. And unfortunately, there's nothing they can really do right now because he's injured. Yep. So, I, I do think that there's a chance that a John Wall deal will be able to. Will it'll be, be tough. To it'll be tough, sometimes. but it'll be. But tough, all, but all, I wouldn't be shocked just because there's so much shitty salary in this league yeah and and all all you need is one gm that feels a little bit of pressure like i need to make a move or i lose my job 
Exactly. And, and, and you saw it, you saw it with Stan Van Gundy and Blake Griffin. I thought that contract was going to be untradeable. And then Bla- or uh, Stan Van Gundy's like, you know what? If I'm going out, I'm going out swinging and trades him. You or trades for him. You clearly can't keep Wall and Beal on the same team. I think that this recent stretch. Yeah, they and, they need to they need to mix it up a little bit. It's it's just so obvious at this point, and I don't know if you can. Do you think Jeff Green has any trade value? No, no. Yeah, that's a problem. Played, and Jeff Green has actually been pretty good this year. It's it's probably been the most consistent year of his career. <laughs> it's pretty pathetic for someone who's averaging eleven point six points per game. <laughs> well, you know what, Jeff Green, Jeff Green, <laughs> Jeff Green was was OG Andrew Wiggins. Oh yeah. So. Yep. Jeff Jeff Green is Andrew Wiggins who didn't get paid. Yep, he's Jeff Green is Rudy Gay essentially, who who never. He's Rudy, like shittier good, Rudy Gay. He's shittier Rudy Gay. That's yeah. what. Yeah, but no, I don't think I don't I don't think any smart team is gonna take a chance on Jeff Green. He's just too much of a wild card. Yeah, and and Dwight, they oh god, boy, boy, has his season been a nightmare? Who even knows what's going on with him? <laughs> I don't if I God. if I if I put the over under on forty five more games in his career. I heard this topic. I heard this topic. Yep. I thought this was interesting. I thought this was interesting. What do you what do you say? What do you say? I, I don't think he plays another game. Really? You're on that bandwagon? I think I think that he's not gonna play against again this year, and I think that's it for him. Fully on the Joe House bandwagon. I'm fully on that bandwagon. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't think his ego can let him be a bench player, and I'm not sure who's going to give him a starting spot. And I think that he looks in the mirror and says, "You know what? If I retire right now, my stats are good enough that I'll probably be a. I'll probably be a fringe Hall of Famer." He'll be a Hall of Famer when people forget about like. Yes, he'll, he'll be a Hall of Famer when people, when in <laughs> twenty five years people are like, whoa, 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 this dude averaged eighteen and eleven and was a four time Defensive Player of the Year. Of course, he, and he went to the finals. Of course, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and it's it's. I I actually say I I, I would pick the over, just because of the fact that Dwight Howard is so damn cheap at this point. Yep, and he has no leash. If if your locker room chemistry gets even a tiny bit sketchy, his Think next about, his next well, contract is going to be so cheap and so easy to cut him. When was the last time Dwight Howard was on a roster and left being a good locker room presence? <laughs> I'd say the eleventh of never. Never. He never has. <laughs> he's had an issue with every single team he's been on. Orlando, he, Orlando, he forced his way out. The Lakers, him and Kobe went at it, and then they still wanted him back for some reason. Him well, and this is all, him and this him is, and Harden went out at it at it in Houston. They were well, more is, than happy to get rid of him. This is all dead ass facts. This is all facts. But here's another fact: How many players can you get on your team for two point five million dollars a year, which might be his next contract? Who can just be like, okay? Twenty and twenty, easy. Here you go. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. That's why he will play more I, than five games. Who, who would you? Who would you rather have on your roster, Dwight Howard or and or Aaron Baines? I'd rather have Aaron Baines. But here's yeah, a, you can. Who would you rather have on your roster, Dwight Howard or Thomas Bryant? I'm not sure. 
Thomas Bryant. <laughs> At least he plays hard. Wait, uh, honestly, the thing. Uh, there's enough dumb GMs out there. There's enough just just stupid GMs out there. I I I'm, I'm, I can't really talk myself into the idea that Vlade Divac, once Willie Cauley Stein gets a big ass contract in free agency, would be like Dwight Howard, two million dollars a year. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, Dwight like, Howard. The genius basketball mind of Vivek Renadive is going to be like... Now, Dwight Howard, has, oh, played no. nine, Dwight Howard <laughs> has played nine games this year. He's played nine games this year, and I, I think I think we can both agree he's not going to play another game this year. Yes, that's... Well, now, you know, if the Wizards really want to go tanking, I mean, <laughs> bring him back. Yeah. Well, in nine <laughs> games this year, he averaged 13-9. and nine. Yeah, still, I mean... Still good. But I just, you don't, I just, I don't want him in my locker room. Yeah. It's, it, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's obvious. I feel the exact, everybody feels the same way. Yeah. Everybody feels the same way. But when, in, in an NBA where the salary cap is so, that's all people will talk about. Now, I, three years ago, I was probably still, I, I probably wasn't as, as huge an NBA fan as I am now. But you know, I, I didn't know the first fucking thing about the salary cap. I didn't know shit. I didn't know what a fucking bird right was. I thought, yeah. that, I thought that was like... Uh, I did. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> fucking idea. That's how, ma- that's how much the salary cap matters nowadays. So when you can get someone like Dwight Howard for $2 million, somebody's going to bite. There Somebody- are very few players in the league that you look at them and you go... Because this is a very data-driven league right now, and stats-driven league. Yeah. And and yes, for two million dollars, thirteen and nine is really good. Yeah. But Dwight Howard is one of like what three players in the league where it's like, is it worth it? Yeah, he's like the he's like chicken pox for for locker rooms. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He is. So I just I don't see it, but but I'd be I'd be I'd be happy if he proved me wrong. I'd be would, I, if he if Dwight Howard could have a comeback career and now he's like, "Okay, I've I've been in my prime. I've done this and all I want to do is win. I'm going to take 2 million dollars. I'm going to come off the bench for Golden State. I'm going to win a championship or two, maybe even place top 5 in a sixth man of the year." He's a surefire Hall of Famer. I think... Uh, but I just yeah, I don't... That's it. true. That's true. But, uh, you know, you know, Dwight Howard really just needs to hire, like, a good PR firm. He should do, like, a whole, like... You know how when Kevin Hart was with, like, the, the, the whoever the fuck in his hotel room and the girls were, like, uh, taking videos of him, like, having sex or what, whatever? And then he went on, like, a, a promo tour everywhere. It was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't... Cheating on my wife. I was wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what Dwight Howard needs to do. He needs to just, like, like cry at the breakfast club. Well, that, <laughs> that, 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 we, got, we got close to that with him and uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. It's, but Dwight mean, Howard, how, how, how old do you think Dwight Howard is? Um, he just turned 33 years old. Yo, I was actually going to say that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean... He's younger than LeBron. Is he older or younger than Andrew Bynum? Andrew Bynum? Isn't Andrew Bynum still only like 31 or something? 
That's insane. Andrew Bynum's 30 for 30 is going to be fantastic. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> the next. <laughs> the, 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 ne- the next team, the next team we want to get into is the Detroit Pistons. Now, they're a pretty relevant team right now because Dwight, or uh, sorry, Blake Griffin just had his return to Los Angeles, play against the Clippers, and there was a very um, funny video before the game of Blake Griffin warming up, Steve Ballmer watching him warm up, and then Blake Griffin sees Steve Ballmer and sprints into the locker room. Oh give, man! Give your opinion on that? My opinion on that? Eh, I, I I kind of agree with Blake. I don't understand why he would. I mean, there's no reason for him to be salty at Steve Ballmer. He should be on his knees, uh, offering to perform <laughs> sexual acts to that man who gave him that contract. <laughs> Blake Griffin should be so happy to see him, and I'm sure he was. He was. He probably just you know shook his hand in private. Um, it, uh, like there there was. Uh, I, I I don't buy it. I don't buy into it. I I don't. I think Blake is can take one look at his bank account and and then be like, you know, seems like a nice enough guy. <laughs> what I do you think, think about the situation? Okay, here's my my opinion is the polar opposite. Really? Wow, yep. you're going salty, Blake, on me, son. I don't mind. Okay, <laughs> now I'm gonna walk you through this. Blake Griffin had max contract offers from other teams. Okay, it was not the super max. Because only the Clippers could offer that, but it was still max contract offers. So he could have left if he wanted, and he would have gotten paid. Okay. Now, he chose to stay, and and he made it very clear. It's not because of the money. It's because I want to be a Clipper for life. The way the Clippers got Blake Griffin to re-sign was by... Putting him, th- they brought him to the Staples Center. They decorated the entire thing as a museum, and then did a mock jersey retirement and said, "You're going to be a Clipper for life. You're going to have your jersey retired here. We want you here," and that's all he wanted. So yeah, the money was good, but he would have had money other places. So I don't mind salty Blake Griffin because then six months after he signs that contract, they trade him. I mean, and, you know, and it's tough. And we know and we know that Blake has not spoken to a single member of the Clippers, uh, players or coaching staff. Since oh, really? That's traded. a fact. That's yep. a fact. Oh, shit. That's he crazy. has not talked to a single one. Yeah. He, when he saw a pair, I just actually learned this a few days ago. When he saw Lawrence Frank's phone number pop up on his phone, he didn't even answer the call because he already knew he was traded. He hasn't spoken to a single member of the Clippers since he found out he was traded. I mean, here's the thing with Blake. I, I don't I, mind, I, and I, I, I don't mind, and I don't mind for the same reason how I don't mind Isaiah Thomas being pissed at the Celtics for trading him. It sucks. You know, I, I think with Blake that there's, there's a one interesting thing you touched on a little Bear bit. Mind, I think the Clippers were right to trade him. Yes, of course. There's no doubt about that. I mean, look at them now, but. The thing with Blake is he's very Ben Simmonsy as far as loving the celebrity, loving the limelight. Is he still? I don't know if he's still with Kendall Jenner, 
or if she just like ben switches. Dating Kendall Jenner, we knew yeah, that. Yeah, well, right? well, 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 he was, and and Blake still clearly loves the spotlight. Maybe <laughs> maybe Kendall Jenner like toured Detroit with Blake for like a month and was like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> she was, no, no, Ben 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 Simmons is uh is dating Kendall Jenner. She was going to like rap battles with Eminem at Eight Mile. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> Blake. I think this is I'm 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 gonna go to Philly now. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I like Blake. <laughs> Blake clearly loves the limelight, and he even has a pretty good stand-up comedy career, I've heard. Yeah, um, yeah he was funny. There's, uh, but at the same time, I think that if you're Blake, you, you, you just can't, you can't be immature in this situation. Like, this shit is a business, bro. Like, Isaiah yeah. Thomas got traded. After Isaiah Thomas got traded, DeMar DeRozan needs to shut the, shut the fuck up about it and dry his tears. I mean, you no, thought I mean, special when IT got traded? Nah, fam. Like, come on, bro. Come Aaron- on. There's, there's how how many players in the NBA are completely untradeable? Probably um, LeBron, Curry, Harden. Bogdanovich. We- oh my god. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Westbrook is at that untradable point just because yeah. of how much he matters to the Thunder. Yeah, this uh, is Oklahoma. I mean, I think, I think, I think Embiid is untradable. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but other than those guys, like, is there really anyone else that's completely untradeable? Um, so Kawhi got traded, so... Well, he wanted to get traded. Yeah, but he's... Hey, is, is Kawhi... Yeah. Kyrie is... Kyrie... Kyrie... Kyrie is close. Yeah. I, I actually but... heard something interesting on... I, I don't watch First Take, but I'll, like, click on the videos on YouTube, because, like, I don't really want to... As much as I love Stephen A, I can't really tolerate him more than like five minute segments. Yeah. But um, they were talking about how Max Kellerman said that Kyrie is a four star player. He's not a five star player. I agree, but probably for a different reason than you agree. I agree that I I don't know. I kind of think he's a five star player. I, I think that I think that there's he won a chip not single handedly, but he made the shot. Without Kyrie, LeBron doesn't get that. There are and LeBron three... is still in Cleveland with Larry Nance having <laughs> there are... part J.R. Smith. That's I a think fact. there are I think there are three five star players in the league. Four five five. No, I'm gonna go five five star players in the league. Wow, I just increased that. LeBron, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Kawhi is not on that list. No, because I think that a five-star player also has to be capable of being the entire team. Huh. And Kawhi doesn't want to be the team leader. That's interesting. Okay. I, I, I don't... Kyrie does I want think, to be the team leader, though. Yes, does he, he does, but I, would, but I wouldn't put Kyrie on the same impact level as those other guys. Okay, I can, I can understand that. I can understand that. Anyway. I think he's definitely a four-star player. Yeah, I think that he's in. No, I think that yeah. he's in the. Uh, he's in the Paul George, Joel Embiid, um, Russell Westbrook. Um, I probably am going to regret saying this, but Steph Curry, that kind of range. Paul George. Yeah, I said him. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, he's been insane this year. Anyway, let's. We need to get back to this Pistons. Anyway, roster. anyway, sorry. Back to Detroit. <laughs> what What the fuck do you want to do with this roster? Well, like, say you're the Pistons GM. What do you do? Okay, I love Blake this year. Mm-hmm. I All Star. Somehow, no somehow, some way, I think that 
maybe the Pistons won that trade just because they got the best player in the trade. And yeah, Tobias Harris is very good, but I'd rather have Blake Griffin. So, so the Pistons won the trade in terms of players received. They lost the trade because they probably would have been better with the players that they uh, traded. However, was one of the Pistons... Didn't, the Pistons didn't have their pick last year, right? Um, I don't remember. Because the Clippers had two first-rounders, one of which was Shy Gilgis-Alexander. It might have been part of the Blake Griffin trade. So... Oh. I that, believe that, I believe the Pistons pick bit. is the one that became Jerome Robinson. Yeah, yeah, uh, that doesn't look good. But but, but I just and, I don't think I don't think that Blake and Dia and uh, and Andre are the best uh, best combo. I agree with that. Well, I and think I, I think I think that Blake this year has proved that he is still one of the upper echelon level players. Yes, and the, I mean this he's the, he's the Pistons' future, and the Pistons should actually be excited about that. I believe. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they have their star. They have their star. If I if I didn't tell you that it was Blake Griffin putting up these stats, and I just read you his stats, you'd think I was I was full of shit. Twenty five, eight, and five. I mean, that's that's I mean, insane. Yes. Also, also, he's taking seven three pointers a game. He's taking eight free throws a game. He's doing it all for him, and I think, and I and I think that he's he's back, and his play style is totally different than how he first came into the league. Yeah. He's he's not dunking at the same uh, ferocity that he was before, um, but he's he's still a solid player, and I'd still I'd put him in not in that four star level player group, but very damn close. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. He he's the highest he's the highest of the threes you can get. Yes, he's either he's three point nine eight. Yes. Yes. Three, yeah. <laughs> like he's right there. He's not there yet. He's got to show me something more in the playoffs for that. Yeah, but what? he's but but he's been phenomenal, and I think that him, I think I think that he is a very good piece to have in terms of just having a team. I think that Reggie Bullock this year has been has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I still now I think Luke Kennard was. Um, way overdrafted mm-hmm. but he's still a good player the man can shoot threes in 20 2019 that's that says for something yeah yeah i mean he he, he could have a he could have a doug mcdermott kind of career and that wouldn't and there's nothing wrong with that and i'm a big glenn robinson the third fan yeah i like him but the I thing like with him. this this detroit team is that they outside of reggie bullock and luke Kennard and blake there's just so many guys who, yeah, who are problem, just awful shooters. They're awful shooters. The problem, Reggie the Jackson is, still hasn't gotten better. Stanley Johnson hasn't gotten better. I don't know about Bruce Brown shooting, but I mean, Jose Calderon is maybe the third best shooter on this team. Yeah, is that a fact? and 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 Jose Calderon has <laughs> not been shooting at a very high percentage this year, albeit not he's not playing that that much, mm-hmm. but. It's tough when your starting lineup is Blake, DeAndre, Reggie Bullock, Reggie Jackson, and the other players, Stanley Johnson or Bruce Brown or Glenn Robinson. But out of all those guys, two can shoot? That's mm-hmm. tough in today's NBA. This DeAndre, yeah. <laughs> DeAndre is not 
a good shooter. He's taken about a three a game, which I'm fine with, but he's not really hitting them. But I, I, yeah. I don't mind him shooting it to keep the defense honest enough. Drummond because he's shooting it. 13.3% this year from three. Yes, Andre Drummond is 13.3% yeah. from three. I don't, I don't even mind... I don't mind one attempt per game because at least if he's going to shoot it, you can't ignore him from yes. there. You at least have to be like, oh, like, where's DeAndre on the court? Yeah. And the interesting thing, the thing about Andre is that he's he's kind of the Pistons best trade piece. I'm sorry. I said he, DeAndre. I meant Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's getting paid twenty two point twelve million dollars a year. The thing is, the guy is twenty five. Yeah, and he is—he's like. Am I wrong about saying that he's kind of Dwight Howard without the locker room cancer, like young Dwight without the locker room? I mean, cancer? he's not—he's not nearly the defender that Dwight was. Not nearly, but boy, just look at—I mean, fifteen just, rebounds a game—that's good. He put up just twenty-one casually the the other night against the Clippers. If I'm if I'm the like, Pistons, <laughs> if I'm the Pistons, I don't mind building around Blake and Dion. Or sorry, gee, I keep saying that Blake and Andre. Yes. I keep saying Blake and DeAndre because Blake played with DeAndre Jordan, and then of course that's yeah. the first I think of. Um, but no, I don't. I would have no issue if I'm the Pistons building around Blake and Andre. The problem is that the rest of the roster is Reggie Jackson, and uh, and and Reggie Bullock is fine, but Langston Galloway, Ish Smith, Stanley Johnson, ew, these are ew, all. Ew. Ish Smith is a <laughs> decent enough backup point guard, but he's had a pretty bad year. Philadelphia legend. <laughs> So John it's, Lewer, it's, Zaza, it's, nah, it's, bro. They have, they have a they have a tough roster to kind of figure out. So Henry Ellenson hasn't panned out whatsoever. You no, just have to, if you're building around those two guys, which isn't bad because they have shown just, stuff together. But, but you if you're building around, shooters, you need all yeah, shooters. All shooters. You need more shooters than Scarface, man. So, <laughs> like, so if I'm them, if I'm them, if I'm them, I'm looking at at just it, during the trade deadline. First of all, I think they should be major sellers. Do you think so? Who do you yeah. think? Who has trade value on their roster? Like, who the fuck is going to buy Reggie Jackson in 2019? I have like, no idea. Defend, but, but like, uh, is, is, if I'm if I'm them, I'd consider try, trying to trade for someone like Mike Conley. Maybe he'd be great. Like, um, like Reggie Jackson has actually shown some competence from the three point line this year. But if you just look in his last ten games, it was an O of five, O of five, one of four. One yeah. of six, one of five, like it's not, it's oh not God. sustainable. I think. Yeah, so. and that's kind of good shooting, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I mean, he, the, the great the thing about him is he is one of the players who can kind of Lonzo Ballish in that he can stuff a stat sheet when he's on. Yeah, but, and, and, yeah, and the problem with Reggie Jackson yeah. is you you forget he's on the court. Yeah. And that's not really the best. I mean, Reggie Jackson is a point guard averaging four assists a game this year. It just you can't forget that your point guard is on the court. Yeah, you're you're 100. percent I think the point guard is the only position where you can't forget the player is on the court. Yes. Um. And I and I talked to you about this after the uh, the Nets Celtics game about uh, Rodion's Curics. Yes. Yes. Um, my man, legend. He's 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 a good player. He put up he and the Celtics lost to the Nets, but I we'll was watching. <laughs> I was I was I was watching. I was watching that game, and and you texted me because you hadn't you hadn't been able to turn it on yet, and you were like, "Dang, I see Ro- I see Rodion's going off," 
And I'd been watching the game and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize he had that many points. Like, I just, I didn't notice him on the court. And I, noticed him in the, I noticed him in the condensed game, though. He was doing, he did work. How did you not, really, how did you not see him? I he, just, was, he was shooting well. He was. He was I was. Doing I was very. I was very focused on D'Angelo Russell chucking up eleven first quarter shots. <laughs> Boy, was did he go crazy in the third quarter? In the third oh, quarter, God. but for the first for the first half, I was like, keep shooting, keep shooting, and then in the third <laughs> quarter, it's not. I changed my mind pretty quickly on that. Someone's got to take care of Levert's shots, I guess. But we'll be getting. Yeah. To, we'll be getting to him soon. I yeah. Mean, the thing with the but, but actually, the actually, we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They've just drafted poorly in recent years. Like you look yep. at, like I like Kennard, like you said, but Stanley Johnson's jump shot is like Stanley Johnson's, still. Been a, Stanley Johnson's been rough, and it's too bad because I actually really liked him coming out of college. I think if he had gotten drafted to a different team, who that didn't need him to shoot the ball, yeah. he could have really panned out well. And then Henry Ellenson, whatever he is, I don't. He hasn't. He barely gotten up. He's played two games this year. Yeah. But anyway, let's anyway, let's we're, move on. <laughs> we're 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 gonna we're gonna go into our next segment here. We each came prepared with one surprise storyline that we did not see coming up to this point. So this is a this is this has to be like a recent storyline that we just if you had said this to us three weeks ago, we would have been like, What? And our two storylines as so, they so they, they happen to intertwine. Yep. So my first storyline is um, the Celtics are back in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Now, last podcast, I talked about how I wasn't too worried about the Celtics, and I don't want—I didn't want them to make trades, and I stand by that. I don't want the Celtics to make a trade. Uh... I would—I would, I would like for eventually Jabari Bird's fifteenth roster spot to be figured out because. And, and, and it's tough because they can't do anything with that spot right now because he's still under league investigation. So with that spot, I'd like them to explore the buyout market, but I don't want them to get rid of any of the players they have. But they, they've now lost three straight games after winning four straight and their best and they had their best win of the season against Orlando. I mean, uh, excuse me, against uh, Indiana. <laughs> they crushed Indiana. And Indiana was on the second end of a back-to-back without Miles Turner, but they crushed them. And when they won that game, it was their fourth in a row, it was their best win of the year. I was thinking, wow, we are on the up and up because that's been the whole thing this season. It's even if we're losing, it's process over results. It's been, well, at least we're starting to have more effort. We're hitting our shots. Our defensive rotations have been better. But these last three games, Julian... Well, first, I would like to I would like to touch on your, your your man. I know one of your favorite players in the league right now, Mr. Terry Rozier. Can I oh, read God. you his stats from the last oh, three God. games? Uh, please, and I inject this into me. I need to hear this against the Heat. Okay, you ready? One of eight from the field. Oh, of what? three from three point against one the Heat. Wow, it felt it, it felt like it was more one of six against the Magic. Zero points, zero of five yep, from the yep, field, yep, zero of this. three from three. I remember this. And against the Nets last night, seven points. Okay, Terry, I see you, sir. I see you. Four rebounds, five assists, one steal, filling out the stat sheet. That doesn't sound so bad, boy, but what did he shoot? Three of 12 efficiency. Oh, one my of God. <laughs> now, I, now, about Terry Rogier. 
about ter- about Terry Rogier. <laughs> he. <laughs> it's okay, tough. I don't want. I don't. I don't want them to trade him. Yeah, I, I want him to start him. getting less playing time, and and he the reason why he's been getting so much playing time is because Smart and Kyrie are out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, someone's got to play, and him and Wanamaker have been playing. Wanamaker's been great recently, but he does have to be playing. The problem is, um, he just looks lost. <laughs> and and that's been the whole thing with the Celtics this year. It's okay, we're losing, but we're getting better. We're looking better. These last three games, I think they got to Orlando, and they were already thinking about how they were going to be spending that night off in Orlando. Then they went, sorry, excuse me, other way around. They got to Miami, and I think they were already thinking about how they were going to be spending that night off in Miami. Because in the next game, in Orlando, they looked like they had been enjoying that night off in Miami. <laughs> yeah, man, I would get lit in Miami too. I can't wait. I think, Miami's on my bucket list of places to go, bro. I'm gonna get turned up in Miami once I'm 21. You better believe it, son. I don't. I don't. I, and, and I think you'll find Terry Rozier in some of those places. <laughs> because yeah, me, me, Terry, and Quentin I, Richardson are about to have a ball together. I swear. It's funny because I saw a picture of Terry Rozier walking into the uh, into the Miami, um, in like through the tunnel in Miami for the yeah. game. And he was wearing like this like crazy shirt and whatever. And it's funny because I um I looked at it and the first thing I thought of is, oh God, he's already prepping for 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 the post game. <laughs> and sure enough, I was right. Well, I will say though, real quick, Jason Tatum's game against the Nets last night, yep. fantastic all around performance. Three blocks, one steal, three assists, five rebounds. His first thirty point 19, game. 34 points in thirty six minutes. That was the first thirty point game of his career. And granted, he wasn't exactly getting guarded by nobody. I mean, I thought, thought Jalen Brown was well pretty on good defense. Too. And um, Damari Carroll still, still a I pretty thought, good defender. I thought Jalen Brown was pretty good that game too. And that's where we get into the problem with this Celtics team. Okay. And, and, I, have been, and I have preached patience with Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. I've said that more times than anyone, and I'm still going to be very patient with him because, again, he came back from one of the worst injuries in NBA history. Kevin Ware-esque. Yes, Paul George. It's mm-hmm. just there's very few injuries where you look at it and you go, oh, God, like 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 where you physically feel it inside of you. So that you was can't even look them. at it. You can't even look at it. That's all I, bad. I have I have seen that injury, Gordon Hayward's injury, once. Me too. When it happened live. Me too. And I would like to never see it again. Yeah. Now, there are very few injuries like that where it's like you actively go out of your way to make sure you're not seeing it. Yeah. And so I, so I've been I've been very patient with him and I will continue to be patient cuz I don't expect him to be all-star Gordon Hayward until next year. Okay. That being said. Okay. Six shot attempts. Four from three point. Really? I don't care if he misses shots. I think he shot two of six against the Nets, right? One of six. One of six. Whatever. That's fine. I'd rather have him shoot one for ten. I'd rather have him shoot two for thirteen. 
because at least that way he's being aggressive. At least that way the $30 million man on the Celtics is at least trying. Ooh. Gordon Hayward has proved that his pass that he's the best passer in on the team. He's proved that he's a good rebounder. He his defense has gotten it's starting to get back to that level that it was in Utah where he was a sneaky really good defender. But Gordon, look at the basket. At least try to score. I don't care if it doesn't go in, at least try to score. At least try to go and 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 Jared Allen's a very intimidating dude in the paint. Get mm-hmm. blocked by him. At least a try to. He, he killed Rozier multiple times last year. <laughs> Rozier and Brown also dunked on him. So, eh, that's what happens, you know. Yeah, but Gordon, at least try. So that's and 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 that doesn't even get into Al Horford yet. And I and again, I've been a very I, I'm the ultimate Al Horford fan. I think that I think that he's I think he's getting paid like twenty five million. I wish we could pay him more. But Al Horford's been has had a rough year. I, yes. I I admit that he's had a rough year shooting the basketball, and he's hurt. He's he's. I believe that if Aaron Baines wasn't hurt, Al Horford, if Aaron Baines was healthy, Al Horford would currently be missing time because he does not look healthy. The yes. problem is you're not going to survive with Robert Williams and Daniel Tice as your two big men. Even though I like Robert Williams in three years, but yeah, not right now. now it's, it's, it's not now. Yeah, it's, it's a no for, for me. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I like Daniel Tice. I like Daniel Tice playing 12 minutes a game. I don't like Daniel Tice playing 24 minutes a game. Yeah. So it's, it, it's all facts. But here's the thing, Will. It's easy. It's very easy to say in life that, okay, a, a team meeting, a, a motivational speech that you'll you'll see on the Lifetime Network someday in some she's she's shitty documentary. Okay, okay. We'll fix this team, right? But it, let's say if you have to make a move, if you have to make a move, what is your dream scenario? If you if that's let's just pretend that the Celtics don't have the fantastic coach that they do. Okay. What I what think would you make? Well, for me. For me, I again, I'll, and I'll and I'll be very clear. I don't want them to make a trade. I do not want them to make a trade. I hope that the roster that we have right now is the same roster that we have going into the postseason. Just because I I do truly believe that Brad Stevens will figure it out. And when he's we, gonna, how is he going to figure out Terry Rozier though? Well, That's the when, thing. He's been shitty on defense. Oh, I was oh, a Terry easily, Rozier fan, but he's been really bad this year. He's not very, been good this year. The way we fit, the way we deal with Terry Rozier is we just play him less, and and and, and I think I think it'll eventually come to that because he's been such a net negative for us. But I, I think that for the Celtics, when now I don't know. I, now you now you saw the fourth quarter against the, against the Nets. We started down twenty six. We only ended up losing by seven. Mm-hmm. And and that's, and, and, that, and that's been a joke among Celtics fans. Is we are the most dangerous team in the league when we're down twenty six. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly something clicks and we're like, oh shit, we should start trying. Oh boy, we need to start playing defense. And that fourth quarter was some of the best we've looked this year. Well, so you have a great garbage time team. Like I love watching Yabu sell. He's one of I my. I love Yabu. <laughs> One of my favorite plays in the league. I love Yabo. I'm happy we picked up his option for next year. 
Oh, man. Needs to come to Brooklyn, man. Sean Marks, where you at, bro? You need to, well, you need to make some moves for my man Gershon, the dancing I, bear. We, we Unfortunately, we need him as a, as a salary <laughs> filler for Anthony Davis. So... Oh, you going but, there already? All right, all right. Well, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. But all right. yep. I think, I think that the only move that I would support making is trading Terry Rozier, if, and this is, and this is a big if, if we can get back some kind of asset to be traded, so, some, some kind of equal value asset. I don't want to trade him for a short-term stopgap that will help us this year. The only thing that I'd want to trade him for is something that, that can be flipped again in the future. But isn't he a short-term stopgap because his deal was up after this year? Yeah, but we can still do some kind of sign-and-trade. We have He's a restricted free agent. He is? Yeah. But he's only getting paid... Really? I thought he was, com- I thought he was unrestricted. Okay. Uh, he, he, he's a first-round draft pick. Okay, he's played that, that four makes years. Sense. He's restricted. That makes sense. So, the Celtics own his destiny. So whether it's with us, the only way that Terry Rozier is playing for a team that's not us is if we give him permission, basically. All right. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this 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 will lead into your surprise storyline right here as we were talking about Celtics Nets. Yep, and my surprise storyline of this year is Sir D'Angelo Russell. Oh wow, man. So. I was fully on the Spencer Dinwiddie bandwagon, right? Yeah, as you should because be. Because me and my man Will, for people who don't know, we saw we went to a Nets game this year when we were both in New York. Shout out to Brooklyn real quick. And I, I really enjoyed myself with the game. But you know what really enhanced my experience? Mr. Spencer Dinwiddie, who went off for, I, I, I forget how many he had, but he had like 35 and yeah. hit the game-winning was, shot. It was against, uh, and, and, and Blake Griffin was fantastic that game. And D'Angelo the, uh, was absolutely unplayable. I was, yep. I was on the verge of booing. I really was. I was really on the verge of saying, D'Angelo, get the fuck off the court, please. I'm begging you. Like, yeah. the court needed to have a restraining order on D'Angelo. They needed to go to Judge Judy and get a restraining <laughs> order so he did not step foot back on the court. That was how bad he was. Yep. Anyway, D'Angelo... Ever since Christmas has looked like an all-star, a bona fide all-star, he's been fantastic. And here's the thing with D'Angelo. He always was capable in the past of putting up, oh, a 33-7. and seven. He, he was kind of the point guard Andrew Wiggins, if you will, yep. the past two years. I think he still is. But over this past, over this last stretch, especially the Nets winning streak, he has been fantastic, except for one game where he didn't show up in Boston against the Celtics. Yep. He has been, I, I can't say it enough, every game he's played, he has put in work and looks like the best player on the floor for the Nets, putting up 33 against Charlotte. Um, and, and by the way, on good efficiency, he's been very efficient, 22, 23, 28, 23, 24, and then 34 last night against the Celtics where... Yeah, he, he's been he's been good. And he's, he's been, been filling out the stat sheet, getting assists about at least usually about five assists a game. He had nine against the Raptors the other night and ten and thirteen against the Grizzlies and Pelicans a, uh, a week or two ago. He's he hasn't just he also gets he's also a decent rebounder for a guard. He's been filling out the stat sheet, getting about yep. a steal a game, playing the best defense of his career, and he looks like a legitimate 
very good. He'll make elite a few all-star teams in his career point guard. Finally. And yeah. I am very and I am scared, really scared to give D'Angelo a, a contract in restricted free agency, which the Nets will have to do if Kemba Walker is not saying to the world, please get me the fuck out of here. I can't stand Michael Jordan anymore. And it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. But, and, and, and that doesn't sound like it's exactly. And, and Kemba should be smart and go back to New York because it's New York. This is Brooklyn. You don't have to go to New York and play for the Knicks and, and get stuck in traffic by, by, next, by Madison Square Garden and deal with the drug addicts in Times Square. It's that You don't have to do that. You can come to Brooklyn, Kemba. You can get Jamaican food with me in Flatbush. You can go to the sunny beaches of Coney Island next to the projects. You can, you can do incredible things. You can get awesome coffee on Fulton Street and go to Fedorovs in Brooklyn and go to the beach. And there's, anyway, and, and anyway. Kemba, yeah. Kemba, Brooklyn's here for you. It's an incredible place. There's great pieces around you. But here's the thing. If Kemba doesn't want to go to Brooklyn and stays in Charlotte, yep. you're going to have to give D'Angelo the bag. And with concerns about his work ethic in the past, big concerns coming from the Nets, I'm not going to get into, but the concerns are there and the fact that he has been up and down in the past. And yep. it's just a lot of money to give to the kid. But he's 22 about to turn yeah. twenty three this month. Happy birthday in advance, D'Angelo. But I think I think that, I think that he's worth keeping. He's worth keeping. He is exactly. Thank you. He's he's, sure. he's worth keeping if it's for a for a reasonable contract. If he's going to be like, I want twenty million dollars a year, then you walk away laughing. But if he's if he's getting around fifteen million, then then that that's a that's a reasonable enough contract. I'd give it to him, and then it's probably flippable later if it doesn't work out. Here's the here's the thing. I I do want to. Here's the thing with the Nets, though, as a team who's really just try who who it's not been. We we have not taken the easy road to get talent. There's no doubt about that. We've taken the 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 road less traveled. Unfortunately, fuck you, Billy King, for for a second. But anyway, we've taken the road less traveled, and it's just to let D'Angelo walk out of the door, even if he wants a lot of money. Yeah. And I don't want to give him the bag, but. You know, I'm going to quote The Godfather again, because I, I, I watched it recently because I like the sure. rewatchable podcast. Fantastic. Anyway, but you know when, when Sonny tells Clemenza to plant the gun in the bathroom at the Italian restaurant so Michael can shoot Salazzo and the police captain? He says, you better plant the gun well. I don't want my brother coming out of there with just his dick in his hands. You heard me? <laughs> we, yeah. That's, that's the situation the Brooklyn Nets do not need to be in. <laughs> we do not need to be walking out of the bathroom just like... Oh, fuck. Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, let's go. And yeah. It's, 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 I don't think that would be bad if, if in free agency. But boy, like if we could get a free agent, D'Angelo LeVert, Allen, LeVert and Allen still on the rookie deal, Spencer Dinwiddie affordable, Joe Harris affordable. Yep. That's a re- no, that could be a really they, good the, team. The Nets have assembled a very good um, group of uh, um, the other guys, if you know what Rodeon's I mean. Rodion's Crooks. Yes, my man. They, they, they've assembled a very good group of the other guys on the team. Now they just need the guy. Yes. Now they just need the guy. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of The Scores Table. We'll be back again next week with some of our thoughts of what happened that week. So in the meantime, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Nets and the Celtics continue to play well as they're not playing each other for a few weeks. But, but, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. But oh, yeah, what's the... And your stat for the night.
Oh, that's right. Forget the, about it. The, uh, the, the surprise stat of the night, James Harden, 17th straight 30-point game. Incredible. He's probably yeah. he's probably the front runner for MVP, but we'll we'll get into more of that kind of stuff next week. Definitely, I mean the guy has been a special incredible. Shout out here to James Harden. Yeah, when he's not doing his fall into guys and look at the ref. Oh, what did I? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's been he's I, been I'm fantastic. The stretch. He's he's been incredible. He's yep. been incredible. No other way to put it. Yep. All right. Thank thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you guys soon. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, like all that shit. Follow me on Instagram at Trip Guapo. Follow Will at Will underscore Robbins21. Is that it? Yep, that is it. All right, and thank you. We will see you soon. You're- All right. See you.